fascinating pictures that I found this week of this picture of devoting ourselves to prayer. The first is in Mark chapter 3. It's describing the little boat that Jesus requested. Do you remember there was a time when he was speaking to such a crowd that they were pushing back on him and he was right at the edge of the water and he actually said to his disciples, make sure that there's a boat ready. He seemed to know. And later he climbed on that boat and from that boat he spoke and he, he instructed the crowds. This word devote is used to describe the little boat standing ready. Isn't that a great picture? Standing ready, always there, ready for the master when he calls. The next time we see this uh, word used is in Acts chapter 10. It's the story of Cornelius. He's, a, uh, he's a, a centurion, a Roman soldier in charge of at least a hundred other soldiers. And he's a God-fearer. And he's trying to find uh, the true God, and he, he realizes that the Jewish people have that, and so he's been trying to pray out to him. he's been seeking to follow their ways, he even started to, uh, to give out of gratitude for the things that he had, in fact, when the Lord appears to him, he says to him, your ways and your prayers have been heard by God, and you're giving to those in need. So, I want you to do something for me. And the end of the story, you know. The message goes to Peter, this, uh, this disciple of Christ who was, who was in Joppa at the time, and, and he got this message to go and speak to this man about the gospel. But this word shows up with a description of this centurion's right-hand man. He was a devout soldier, one of his attendants. There's the word. This one who uh, was standing by, ready, and like a soldier, ready to do whatever at his bidding. And he was the one who went and got Peter and brought him back, and the gospel was shared, and the whole household came to faith in Christ. Finally, we see it also in uh, Acts chapter 2. The Holy Spirit has come upon uh, the people and filled them so that they have proclaimed this gospel in languages to all the people that were there at Pentecost. And thousands of people have come to Christ. And of those thousands, it says, they continued to meet in the temple courts. And there... They uh, listened to the apostles' teaching and they prayed together and they shared uh, bread together and they shared fellowship with each other. And those are usually the four things that we use to describe the nucleus of what the church is supposed to be. But what's interesting is this word shows up in describing that those people continued to do that. They did it with persistence and consistency. They devotedly did what they knew they were supposed to do. Then we find this specifically connected to prayer five times in the New Testament. Before the Holy Spirit came on the people, the 120 disciples that were waiting were devoting themselves to prayer. Then they do this uh, meeting together as believers in chapter 2. 
And then in chapter 6, there's a problem with, with, uh, with widows not being cared for, and so the establishment of deacons takes place because the apostles must dedicate themselves to prayer and teaching. There it shows up again. Then in Romans chapter 12, we are told to be faithful in prayer, and then here again in Colossians chapter 4, devote yourselves to prayer. What do these pictures of being devoted to prayer teach us? Stand ready, like the little boat, at his service, any time. Is that your attitude towards prayer? Is prayer something that you just do on a Sunday morning when you come or, or just before you swallow or whatever? Or is, is prayer that, that ready on call thing that you are, whenever the Lord would prompt you, you would do? Or when you would see the need or, or you face a difficult situation or you're trying to make a decision, is prayer just that ready should be. That's how we devote ourselves to it. We're ready to pray at any time. We're ready to complain at any time. Why don't we make it about praying instead? These pictures share, us also, share with us also that we are to stay with him like a soldier and ready at his bidding. If we were that spontaneous in the way that we prayed, we would, of course, be that much more aware that we're in his presence and we're ready to do whatever he would tell us to do when he tells us to do it. We're ready to do what we want to do whenever we want. Wouldn't we want to be ready to do what he wants whenever he wants? And finally, this last picture shares of staying at it like a follower of Jesus Christ, at his instructions. When the apostles taught them what it was to walk with Christ, they were consistent at doing it. And they stayed at it. They didn't just pray for a little while and then say, ah, it doesn't work. They continued at it because they believed that it would, and it did. And the more that it did, the more it fueled their desire to do it more. We're ready to pray when we're in trouble, aren't we? Are we ready to praise when we're not? Are we ready to pray for another when they're in need? You see, we're supposed to devote ourselves to prayer, to always be ready, to always do the bidding of the Spirit when He nudges us, and to continue at it like a follower following the instructions. Why? Why would those things be necessary? Because of the last phrase in the Lord's Prayer. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. This is about him. Life is about him. He is our king of glory. And that is why we focus on him the way we did today. So take your bulletin with me and let's recognize this with me in the final prayer and pray with me the bold print. King of glory, come and finish your work in our cities, our peoples and our nations. From all continents and islands we cry, lift up your heads, O ye gates, Lift, O ancient doors, 
so that the King of glory may come in. Come, fill the earth with the knowledge of your glory as the waters cover the sea. The Spirit and the Bride say, Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Heavenly Father, we have been privileged to be in your presence today, to devote ourselves to praying, to communicating with you, songs of worship, words and expressions of gratitude, songs and prayers of confession, and interceding for the needs of the world that stand at our very doors. And we long for you to use our prayers and to accomplish your will on earth as it is in heaven. For we recognize and we confess once again today that thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. And so we even now exercise this discipline of giving back out of what you've blessed us with, that your kingdom might come, that you might use this for our little part of this kingdom we're seeking to expand and to penetrate into this community and this nation and this world. So would you take these offerings and use them for that end, for your glory. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen.